0: This is England. Hello, my name is Liz Forden, and you're listening to This is England, a programme in which we bring you some of the unique people who make up the rich fabric of English society. Do you have the wisdom of Solomon, the tact of a diplomat and the courage to leap in front of a tired driver in the middle of the night to stop an accident? Would you be prepared to work alone in a large rural area covering 32 villages, often at night, completely unarmed and with just a radio to summon help? PC Tony Bradley does all of this every day of his life. He's one of a fast disappearing band, the Rural Constable who brings stability and security to the English countryside. The other day, I joined him out on patrol in his police car near Grantham.
1: Uniform 28, Unlike sort of traditional beat officers, I don't actually live in a, in a police house. We uh, quite recently built a brand new police station at Colstworth, and I'm the only one that works from this um, particular station. Do you like
0: being independent?
1: Yes, I do, yeah. I was in Grantham. For 21 years before moving down to Colstworth but I was sort of, if you will, the natural choice because I lived in the adjoining village of Woolsthorpe by Colstworth which is the birthplace of Sir Isaac Newton. Oh yes, and yes. And I actually looked down on uh, Woolsthorpe Manor, which is his birthplace, and and obviously there's a lot of history attached to Woolsthorpe. Right, we'll just um, go up to Harlaxton, which is one of my villages.
0: How many villages do you cover altogether?
1: I cover 32. It's a very large area. Lincolnshire, of course, is I think it's either the, the, the third or the second largest county in the country. So I'm just going to stop this this guy here. he's got a different number on his vehicle to that on his trailer.
0: PC Bradley went to talk to the driver whilst I waited in the police car.
1: That um, vehicle that we've just stopped was actually uh, on the the towing vehicle we'd got one registration number and on on the trailer we'd got another registration number so I've just stopped the vehicle just to make sure that they're not uh, stolen or the trailers not stolen because we do actually lose quite a lot of trailers in this area.
0: How do you maintain the links with the local community?
1: Basically, um, I'm a very down-to-earth sort of a fella, and I encourage people to uh, to sort of stay in touch with me. And you know, I mean, if they've got any problems, to come and talk to me about it. I try as often as possible to actually uh, go to villages and and park the police car up and have a stroll about because people still like to see even in this day and age they still like to see police officers uh, walking about in the community and sort of doing this kind of work if you will it's almost taking a step backwards in time because if you're the local village policeman people tend to approach me with, with, uh, with any concerns that they have rather than go to a nameless person, if you like, in, in a busy police station like Grantham, for instance. Uh, they prefer to have that sort of personal touch.
0: Now where are we turning now?
1: Right, we've just turned off the S607 into the village of Harlotston. Very pretty village, this. It uh, is very beautiful at this time of right. year, isn't it? Yeah. Um oh, Jodie That gentleman is, um, what you might call, a lovable rogue. Oh, right.
0: <laughs> and it's good for him to know that you're about.
1: Yes. We know each other quite well. We do have uh, the University of Evansville here, which we'll go to in a moment. very large um, whole country house that was taken over by the uh, the University some years ago. I think we've got uh, timber properties here. Yeah, basically we've got a mixture of, uh, of new properties which we're going into now in the Parklands Drive area. These are all sort of new properties built within the last 20 years. But there's a lot of timber-framed houses here which are protected buildings which go back quite a long way. Yeah, Some of them look to be Tudor. Yeah, but you know the heart of the village would probably go back to that time I would think.
0: This is a regular part of
1: your patrol is it? Yes this is, yeah. yeah. These roads
0: weren't built for police cars were they? They were built for carriages. And, they were built for uh, carriages, And we're yeah. going under the um, yeah. the gatehouse now.
1: You'll notice on the, on the top yeah, of the, on the, the, top uh, of the, the uh, main gate See the lions on top of the... The
0: bronze lions, yes. They're beautiful, aren't
1: they? Uh, Some years ago, these lions were actually featured in a a magazine in London. Actually advertised for sale. But the manor didn't know anything about it. So it was patently obvious to us that somebody was going to come along and steal them. Now, to steal... Something like that, which where's Tantum, I mean, you would need a crane, and and, and they're about camping. forty feet off the ground. Yeah, and grief. And it was when the the, the place was uh, was empty because uh, everybody was back in America for the holidays. So obviously, one wondered, you know, what sort of people were actually going to come and commit this crime, and what they were going to do with the night watchman because they, they couldn't possibly commit this crime without somebody.
0: Yes, it's going to be on be the premises.
1: So we were having to come up every hour to make sure that the night watchman was, was OK. And
0: Did they actually try in the end?
1: No. <laughs> it was a con, was it? We don't know. We never did uh, get to the bottom of it.
0: Well, I'm glad they didn't take them. They're quite magnificent.
1: Yes, they are.
0: Is this a part of the countryside that you also get lots of walkers and, and hikers? and? Um... Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's very beautiful.
1: Yeah, we've got part of the Viking Way um, uh, going through my beat and there's several stages of it because of course the Viking way goes across land and then it crosses a road and then across land again and so we do get quite a lot of walkers.
0: I can see coming over the hill there we're we're approaching the A1 Yeah. Which is one of the main arterial roads of the country. Yes.
1: We're actually going to go on to the A1 now and I'm going to take you down to to Colesworth.
0: The A1 is one of the noisiest, busiest and most dangerous roads in Britain. It's also part of Tony Bradley's rural beat and a main route by which criminals from the cities access the softer targets of village homes
1: there's a little island just you can see right ahead of us now in the center of the road I generally park on there and then if anybody wants me on there and of course it's a good it's a good point to um, it's a good point to look for. Uh, People using the mobile fo- phones, etc. And particularly at night time, it, very often we'll see people going into the garage, which is just behind the roundabout, which means I'm coming off the A1. And if it's somebody that's just come from abroad and they may be a little bit tired, um, they'll actually try and go onto the A1 driving north on the southbound carriageway. And I've seen that happen two or three times now. That must be t- t- tantamount to suicide. If, um, well, fortunately at night time, the road isn't as busy as it is during the day, but uh, I've seen it happen during the day. Fortunately, I've been in a, in a position to uh, to um, stop the individual very quickly. But that must entail a lot of risk to you personally as well. Basically, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not something that I would you know, particularly recommend. I mean, Ideally, you've basically got to travel on the northbound, in this offside lane, um, try and get ahead of him and stop, um, and then vault over the carriageway and try and stop him. And that's just tiredness, just this sort of thing? Yeah, and the fact that in in, uh, abroad, of course, uh, people drive on the right-hand side of the road, so it's it's a natural thing to them. Have you ever had to try and stop a lorry like that? No, unfortunately. It would be quite a feat, I think.
0: Five minutes down the A1, and a world away from Harlexton are the southern villages on Tony's beat. Now this is
1: very different, isn't it? We're into South Witham now, and we're going on to the main street through the village. It's quite a large village, South Witham, and straight away you can see the sort of diversity of this village from the last one that we've been to. Some of these
0: properties look very poor and run down. Some of them are beautifully kept.
1: Yeah, they're they're quite well maintained. Uh, It's a housing association street, basically. Oh, and here's Mr Charlie, who's the local shopkeeper. How are you? Charlie, how are you? you coming for a cup of tea? Um, no, basically, because I've got this lady with me. I may well pop back this afternoon, however. This afternoon, keep it warm. That gentleman is uh, Mr Chana. he owns a supermarket here um, and he's open all hours basically. When I first came here, the, uh, the population wouldn't speak to the police and the first thing that I did was I parked my car outside this shop here put my helmet on and did a foot patrol of great clothes and being a very sort of down-to-earth guy I actually made people speak to me but I had people turning their backs on me because they wouldn't speak to me and so on. We were not popular at all. and That's turned around quite a lot now. And I can walk into quite a lot of these houses and have a cup of tea and a chat with people. And they will talk to you about all sorts of things. You know, people here are very rough and ready, and I don't mean that in any dis- disrespectful way at all, but it's uh, it's a fairly unique um, population here. You, know, you can see as we're going along, you know, i am putting my hand up to various people and uh, some of them will look away, Others will sort of give you give you a bit of a smile, but it's it's something, and uh, it's an interesting community.
0: Yeah, there's, there's obviously economic hardship, yes. but on a house to house basis, yes, the, the, there can be prosperity in one house, and the neighbour right. um, is obviously struggling. That's right, and of course, my goodness, there's a stretch limo.
1: Yeah, this chap uh, with uh, his hires, wheels off has his uh, stretch limo out to various people for various things.
0: That wasn't what I expected to see. <laughs> Tony Bradley has developed a way of stopping juvenile crime careers before they ever get to court. Working with local youngsters who commit petty offences against their neighbours, he brings them face to
1: face with their victims. There is quite a lot of crime goes on here, a lot of damage, which is caused mainly by youngsters. Um, And where it's possible, and the circumstances are right, I I won't necessarily deal with them by way of taking youngsters to court uh, and where possible uh, and it doesn't work every time it has to be said I'll go along and speak to the youngster take him along to see the complainant and explain to the complainant why it is that he's maybe broken his window or knocked his garden wall down or whatever Um, and um, I'll then give him seven days to pay for it and I insist to his parents. I mean, the parents, obviously, have got to agree as well. And um, I insist to the parents that it must come out of his pocket money or his paper-ground paper money or whatever. But it's got to come out of his pocket in order for him, for him to realise that if he does something wrong in life, there's a price to pay for it.
0: But that we, helps to keep a proportion of people out of the court system. Yes.
1: Yes. It, it teaches them humility for a start because they've got to go and face the complainant it teaches them that if they commit crime in in society against the neighbours basically you know there will be a price to pay for it, it doesn't come cheap and it doesn't come free
0: Do they find it fairly traumatic to be confronted by the person they've hurt? Yes So what you're doing really is for some of these boys and girls, is the first lesson in growing up. Yeah. And accepting responsibility.
1: Basically, that's the key word, accepting responsibility for what they do.
0: It wouldn't be unheard of in this area, but you're not expecting to find armed criminals, though.
1: We don't expect it on a daily basis. Um, Just before Christmas, the post office was the subject of a violent armed robbery. Uh, When I say armed robbery, the persons were not armed with firearms, but they were were armed with with weapons. Um, As with most... um, um, counties uh, in England and Wales and Scotland. Uh, armed crime is, is is on the increase, but it's nowhere near the level of, uh, say, America, for instance. Um, and the majority um, of our officers in this country um, are not armed. Just very quickly, on our right here is uh, Woolstot Manor, which is the birthplace of Sir Isaac Newton.
0: Is this where he came and the apple fell? And yes.
1: In fact, if you look to your right, you'll see, a small, you'll see a tree right in the middle of that little bit of ground there. Oh yes, there's a very old tree there. Yes, that's where the famous tree is. When I first came here, some six, seven years ago now, I was called in by the custodian of, of Woolstack Manor. And uh, she informed me that a coach party had, had been into the property and that a, a priceless uh, antique had, had gone missing and it was suspected to be on this coach. Uh, we quickly established where the coach was going back to and alerted our colleagues along the route of the A1 and the, the coach was eventually stopped and it was put to uh, all the passengers uh, that this item had gone missing and it was suspected to be on the coach and that uh, if it didn't reappear all the people on board the bus would be coming back to Grantham Police Station to be interviewed for theft. And it did mysteriously reappear and was returned to the manor, so that was quite a good result. What did they actually take? It was a small uh, pot, uh, like a like a little vase thing that would. Uh, I can't remember precisely what its, what its sort of function was, but it was very very old and well. You can't price these things, can you? No, it belonged to Isaac and, Newton, and it belonged to Isaac Newton, and that's you know where it should stay. What I'm going to do now is head back to uh, to Grantham, so I'll drop you at the station and if uh, that's okay? That's fine.
0: God save the Queen! That's the end of this podcast. But if you'd like to know more information about us or the people interviewed in these podcasts, you can come to our website at www.one-voice.co.uk forward slash England. We look forward to your company next time. Bye for now.